Hello and welcome to a special episode of the Welsh Rugby Podcast, a bit of a sort of emergency podcast in many ways. Uh, I'm Ben James and I'm joined by Matthew Southcombe in Japan. Some big breaking news that has happened in the last 24 hours. Rob Howley has been sent home from the World Cup. Uh, allegations of a betting breach uh, have been brought against him, uh, which has led the WRU to make the change. Um, Matt, it's been, a, it's been a whirlwind sort of 24 hours, hasn't it? Oh, mate, I don't quite know where to start. I mean, late late last night, Japanese time, um, we got a note through to say that something big was coming from the WRU. Um, it was going to come at 1am Japanese time, which was very unusual and sort of piqued a few of us to sort of start digging around. And, and soon uh, you begin to learn of, of allegations of a, of a betting breach. And then obviously the story um, begins to break. Um, yeah, it's been a bit of a whirlwind and Wales have, have fronted up today um, out here in Japan. And to their credit, I might add, some, some teams may have hid behind the statement, but Warren Gatland was up. Um, uh, WIU CEO Martin Phillips was up as well and two senior players in Dan Bigger and Jonathan Davis didn't shirk any of the issues and, and, and in fairness to them uh, it gave as much detail and information as they can at this stage because there is an investigation to take place and obviously we don't want to prejudge that um, but they, they did give us a bit of a timeline just to shed some light on the on what has gone on here um, so last Wednesday the WIU received an informal approach from uh, the integrity team of a betting company um, that, that brought information that, that is, has brought on this process. Um, then on Friday, there was another approach, this time a formal one with further information. And um, the WRU took Saturday to sort of digest that and, and formalize a plan of attack. And, and it was, the decision was taken that uh, Martin Phillips and uh, the WRU's operations manager, Julie Patterson, were going to fly out to Japan. Uh, left on Sunday and arrived in Kitakushu on Monday. Um, straight away, they were in meetings with Rob Howley then. They had one uh, earlier on in the day. And then, of course, there was the open training session in front of 15,000 fans. Here. And that obviously went ahead as normal. Then there was another meeting with Rob Howley later in the day, um, at which point it was determined uh, that Howley was to be sent home from the camp. Now, it was understood that Howley was very cooperative in those meetings uh, and Martin Phillips was was stressing in the press conference that they are supporting Howley uh, to make sure that, that he's well and that, that all his, his well-being is looked after as he, as he returns to Wales. And as we now know, he's back in Wales and during further meetings on Monday um, with Warren Gatland, uh, Martin Phillips and the senior player group, it was decided that Stephen Jones would be called up to replace Howley. So there's a lot going on um, in a short space of time here. Um, it's understood that, that Stephen Jones was Gatland's first choice, but it wasn't forced on the players. The, the players had a say in this and they all agreed that Jones, um, obviously who was going to replace Howley after the World Cup anyway, was, was the natural man to come in. Um, so Howley went home on Monday and then on Tuesday night the information was spread um, to the entire playing group so that's how things have unfolded in the last few few days here and, and it appears that the WIU have known of this potential breach uh, for, for seven days as, as we speak today you mentioned welfare there um, obviously that is a major aspect of this isn't it sort of Rob Howley's uh Welfare. I th- it was brought up in the press conference um, about whether this was an isolated case or, or sort of part of a wider problem. Again, that's points of speculation that obviously we or the, the union aren't going to sort of discuss. But 
welfare does seem to be a major priority and and factor in this decision, doesn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, at the end of the day, Rob Howley remains an employee of the WRU for the time being. He's been relieved of his his coaching duties pending uh, this investigation, but the Welsh Rugby Union have a duty to Howley. They they need to look after him. This is the way this has come out, the timing of it all. This this was supposed to be, along with Gatland, Rob Howley's swan song, and and his relationship with the Welsh national team goes back 20 years um, and takes in his playing career as well as his coaching career. Um, so the way this has all happened, it, it's, it will be very distressing uh, for, for Rob Howley. So the Welsh Rugby Union will do their part and they will ensure that he's well looked after. Um, and, and yes, they, this was something that they were they were stressing at the press conference and, and, and you got the impression that they, they were going to be doing everything they, they could to make sure that, that Howley has the adequate support around him whilst also formalising this investigation and, and moving forward with it. Mentioned the press conference there. Obviously, Gatland and Martin Phillips fronted up. Um, what sort of atmosphere and mood was was that like? Oh, well, to be honest with you, Ben, it, it was it was pretty uh, dour. Um, it, it was it, it was uncomfortable at times. You know, Gatland and, and Martin Phillips uh, again, uh, to their credit, they, they dealt with everything in, in a very professional manner um, and in a very fair manner as well. Uh, there was no, in, they didn't try to hide away from anything. And and I think the the Welsh Rugby Union deserve credit for the way that they've handled this so far. Um, but in terms of the mood in the room, it wasn't very pleasant. Um, but I think there's an acceptance that, that this is an issue that needs to be addressed. They've come out and they've done that now. And the credit as well goes to, to, must go to Jonathan Davis and Dan Bigger for, for what must have been an uncomfortable press conference for them because th- these are questions that no player would envisage having to answer um, just just a few short days before the start of a World Cup campaign. But what Warren Gatland, is, his demeanour was slightly different today. I, I would imagine this news has, has hit him quite hard personally. You know, he's worked with Rob Howley for... 11 years in in Wales and for the British Lions as well so they, they will have built up a personal relationship and and this this has, has shocked him um, and his yeah his demeanour was was slightly down today and understandably so because it's been um, as we've just discussed on that timeline it's been quite a difficult few days and, and um, yeah it, it wasn't the most pleasant of, of press conferences You mentioned Gatlin there speaking about Rob Howley, his shock, his working relationship. Um, we'll, we'll just listen to a brief snippet of what he had to say this morning. We were shocked with the, with it, uh, um, but uh, like I said the union are dealing with this, and my focus now has to be on the next sort of five days in terms of preparing the squad uh, for their first game against Georgia. Um, and I spoke to Stephen Jones. The other night about um, his availability to come in, um, he was uh, willing to help him do that. The exciting thing about that is he's been in some environment in the past. Um, he's either played or worked with sort of two thirds of the squad. Um, he'll bring his own personality in the squad, and he'll give the, the opportunity to add his have his input and um, his own ideas as well. And I think that's that's important. And we spoke about. Uh, the opportunity for him to do that and and for us is to make it as, as seamless as we, as we possibly can and um, you have to deal with adversity at times, you know, we lose key players and um, and how you respond and react to that and 
and this has happened and I must say that the players in the last 24 hours have, have really stepped up and they've been incredibly responsible and, um, and resilient and sometimes that brings teams closer together and uh, but our whole, you know, we've got to draw a line in the sand under this and really focus on, on preparing the team for the next five days. Okay, so that's what Warren Gatlin had to say. Um, hearing his voice, uh, how tough it's been for him, but the decision has been made by the union and um, he spoke about trying to turn a negative into a positive and, and in doing so, they're bringing Stephen Jones into the camp. Um, what was the impression uh, of what role Stephen's going to have uh, with Wales? Well... Well, I guess he, he seemed like the natural choice. You know, he's if he hasn't played with the players in this squad, he's certainly coached a lot of them and, and he's been in and around the camp uh, recently as well. Obviously, he's coming in anyway after this World Cup, so they, they've been around the squad. And, you know, Warren Gatland has had brief conversations with, with Stephen Jones and, and running through what the, the sort of tactics are going to be and the game plan is for, for Georgia and beyond that. Um, but he just seemed like the, the natural choice. It, it was a, a choice that was supported by the senior player group, um, you know, which involves the likes of Jonathan Davis, who, who would have been coached by Stephen Jones the last few years at the Scarlets, you know, by for, widely regarded as a, as a very good coach anyway, and and you know that's evidenced in the fact that he was going to get the job uh, after this tournament. Um, I don't get the impression that he's going to come in with a new broom. He's not going to clear everything out and start again. You, you just simply can't do that with, with days to go until the first game of the World Cup. Um, but what I think he may do is, you know, I think the game plan will remain as is for Georgia. Um, but beyond that, as, as Stephen Jones becomes more comfortable in the group and the group become more comfortable with him, um, he will be able to put ideas forward. Warren Gatland said we're not arrogant enough to believe that everything we do is the right way of doing things. So if they if they listen to some of Stephen Jones's ideas, which I know they will um, and they think that they will improve the game plans that are already in place and they will make changes but you can't come in now and make massive changes to, to the game plan that um, has been worked on and, and Rob Howley has worked on in, in the last sort of months and maybe even years as well it's t- it's just simply too late to, to make massive changes but, it, but Stephen Jones particularly as the tournament wears on you may see his stamp begin to appear on elements of Wales's game plan that's interesting, obviously, because Warren Gatland mentioned that there's different game plans for the different sort of matches. So with that sort of amount of game plans, there is probably a lot of scope, isn't there, for Stephen Jones to introduce perhaps a lot a lot of, or a couple of subtleties without overriding the system? Yeah, exactly. And I think you've, you've pretty much hit the nail on the head there. You know, it's not, it's not so much about ripping up what has been done before. It's more about... Um, if he looks at oppositions, he will have a certain view on Australia. He will have a certain view on Fiji, and he will also have views on perhaps maybe why he thinks Wales's game plan for those games is not quite right, or maybe he thinks there are other areas in which Wales can expose those teams. So he will certainly have an input, and and you know it's a it's a very as George North put it in an interview earlier this week, it's a very fluid group. They're not they're not against individuals coming forward with ideas. Um, always be listened to they may not always get used but it's certainly a culture in, that sort of promotes that that sort of behavior and people coming forward and and making suggestions what's the sort of general reaction being 
in Japan, sort of how much you've had a chance to look away from it from sort of the Welsh bubble you've been in. But what, what, so, what's the sort of reactions externally to Wales? How are other journalists and sort of nations looking upon this situation? Well, there's, a, there's a, a pretty small troop of reporters out here following Wales at the moment because, again, we're, we're not quite in that tournament bubble yet. I'm out, out here with uh, Alex Bywater of Westgate Agency and Will Callagher from the Daily Mail. Um, and I'm out here with Andrew Baldock from PA and a few of the guys from BBC Wales as well. Um, and that's, that's pretty much the, the, the sum of it at the moment. I, I guess the overriding thing, I mean, it's still a shock. Uh, we were all up late last night chatting away and, and trying to get our heads around it. And even after, you know, getting a few hours sleep and, and coming back together over breakfast this morning, we were still in shock. Um, you know, nobody expected this to happen. It's it's not something that anyone envisaged coming and and it, it's a huge bombshell. And you see see our colleagues that you know Simon Thomas back at Wales Online has been in this job for far longer than yourself and I, Ben, and, and he says, you know, it's one of the biggest stories he's ever had to cover. Um so that gives you the an idea of the scale of this. Um I think it's just one of those where we've been um we've just been trying to get our heads around it for the last few hours. As you've been processing it, obviously Wales aren't adverse to a sort of crisis at a World Cup, but this this does feel distinctly different, doesn't it? And you know we've we've seen words like galvanised be used in the press conference, but how much do you genuinely see this affecting the, the mentality and the psyche of this Wales squad? Well, there's a couple of things to consider here, Ben. Um, I mean, the first thing is this: this Wales squad, and I'm, I firmly believe this, uh, are always at their best when their backs are against the wall. Um, whether that's because they've been written off, because they've played poorly in, in previous weeks, or because of something like this, you know, when people doubt them, that's when they tend to come come forward and, and really produce a good performance. And that was that was brought up today. And Warren Gatlin said it's a it's perhaps a bit of a Welsh trait, and and he's seen it in in, in his squad in the last 24 hours the way that they've they've dealt with this uh, privately. Um, so I think it, it it might have an effect in that regard. But in terms of Practically speaking, you know, this is a very experienced group of players now and and this game plan has been drawn up uh, for months, if not longer. And I've absolutely no doubt that they're all crystal clear on what's expected from them in an attacking capacity. And to be honest, in training, I guess things run, you know, because of the nature of this group, the, the training sessions almost run on autopilot and you have coaches there more to oversee things and and provide a bit of direction for the sessions but you know these players aren't simply just going to lose their way now because the 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 attack coach is gone there's just far too much experience in this group um for that to happen um so i think they're going to deal with it um fine i think you know whilst it's not an ideal situation I think it's something that they can cope with and I I fully expect them to be um, okay against Georgia and and moving forward. I suppose as as, as a final note, it it would be remiss to perhaps not touch on just what a sort of sad end this is to Rob Howley's time with Wales, isn't it? You know, he, he spent the best part of well, over a decade as a coach and obviously his time as a player and this is probably how it's going to come to an end. Um, It's just the overall sort of feeling is just just one of sadness really isn't it 
Yeah, it's disappointment, isn't it? You know, I mean, as you've mentioned there, you know, Rob Rob Howley as a player will go down as, as one of the greats. And and like you said, his relationship with this side goes back 20 years, taking in his, his playing days as well. You know, in a coaching capacity, he's enjoyed great success with Wales. He's been here throughout the Warren Gatland era. You know, three grand slams in there. And he was in charge, of course, in, in 2013, uh, when Wales obviously went on to win the Six Nations title with Warren Gatland um, on a sabbatical with the Lions. So, you know, he's a coach who's had his critics at times, uh, um, but in my opinion, has always tried to do things with the, with the interests of Welsh rugby at his, at his heart. And, you know, for this to happen, you know, and these allegations to come forward like this, you know, Martin Phillips said in the press conference um, that, you know, in his view, Stephen Jones is here for the duration of the tournament now, so there's no no suggestion that Howley's coming back from this, and he's due to leave after the tournament. So, in effect, when he flew home from Japan uh, earlier this week, that that was it. He was flying away from his career as a Welsh coach. Um, so it is it is a sad end, and and there's going to be more to come out from this, and we won't we won't really know whether or not this tarnishes his reputation and, and if these allegations do turn out to be as serious as they, they may seem to be at this stage then you know just how much this will tarnish his reputation will, will come to light but at this stage you know these are only allegations and it's difficult to make those assertions until we know a little bit more Absolutely it's worth stressing these are only allegations um sure more things will come to light obviously the investigation might not be completed until after the World Cup we just don't know time frames on that but um, obviously this is a developing news story and we'll continue to bring you all the latest stuff uh, on Wales Online just a touch of levity to finish considering that yourself Matt were sort of writing uh, and filming videos at midnight 1am last night uh, in Japan I, I I was amazed that your hair still looked absolutely on point Cheers, mate. My, my hairdresser in Slandaff will be thrilled, uh, thrilled to hear that one. I would say go get some sleep now, but I don't think there's any chance of that happening, is there? Sleep? It's only 25 to 4 in the afternoon, Ben. There's plenty more stories to write, and uh, I'm sure the, the readers will be uh, keeping a close eye on this one as we uh, as we cover the development story uh, throughout the next few days and, and weeks, probably. Indeed. It's only going to develop, and as always, you can catch it all on the website.